Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the 20M Podcast. Just a heads up, this episode of the 20M Podcast is not our usual episode of the podcast. We wanted to do something a little bit special and review Master Detective Archive's Rain Code uh, and have Reno tell us all about it. So this entire episode is focused on our review of Rain Code. Uh, we'll be back with our normal podcasts next week. But we hope you enjoyed this episode. Fans of the Danganronpa franchise who have been begging for a sequel, your prayers have been answered. Sort of. Master Detective Archives Raincode is here. A brand new mystery game co-developed by Spike Chunsoft and Tokyo Games, it promises much of the same compelling story and insane humor, but enhanced in every sense of the word. Still, a visual novel is a visual novel. Will Raincode succeed in appealing to a wider audience of non-visual novel gamers? And can Raincode carry the weight of the Danganronpa legacy? Stay tuned to find out. Reno, you've been playing Raincode for review uh, for an article on Games Hub, which has been very exciting. I had to, I, I know I, I texted you, it's like I needed to know your thoughts about this game, being a longtime Danganronpa fan, um, and as somebody who's been playing this game. Uh, so, Reno, where can we find your review of, uh, of Raincode? Um, we'll drop a link in the description box below and, and super shout out to, to GameStop for giving me this opportunity. Um, hopefully the article is a bit more well articulated because I'm probably just going to be throwing things at you in this episode today. But um, yeah, it was it was a really, really wonderful game. Such an experience. A bunch of super weird mysteries are waiting for us inside. Now, let the super fun deduction show begin. How is Master Detective Archives Raincode? Let's talk all about it in this spoiler-free review. I have to say that the name of the game is really rolling off the tongue the way you say it, like Master Detective Archives Raincode. It's it's a mouthful, but I think it kind of describes the, the game quite summarily. Um, I have barely slept. I don't know when we're I don't know when we're putting this out or what time it is, but like just note that the last my last leg of playing the game before the credits rolled, I played from seven p.m. until four thirty a.m. in the morning. It's it's Japanese summer right now, so literally at around four. Birds are chirping, sun is rising. I'm looking out the window, being like, "Dear God, I need to, cl- I need, I need to be in bed before the sun is fully up." Like that, that, that's like my bare minimum, right? Um, but it's just one of those games, like the the mystery element, the intrigue, the the visual novel aspect that really appeals to me. It's really hard to put down. Um, and to, and, and tell me about it. It's like as somebody who has very little knowledge on Master Detective Archives main code. Uh, from what I know is that this is from the developers of Danganronpa, one of your favorite franchises of all time. I have no familiarity with Danganronpa and I have no familiarity with uh, Raid Code. What is your history with this team, Danganronpa as a series, and uh, what, like, lay up Raid Code for me for somebody who doesn't really know anything about this game? I guess like um, specifically with Raincode, it's really hard to talk about Raincode without talking about Danganronpa, but I'll try and sort of summarize Raincode. So so Raincode is a 3D action adventure um, game with heavy visual novel elements. It's a big departure from Danganronpa, which is much more visual novel oriented, whereas Raincode has, has just so many things in it. Like there's a couple of JRPG things in there as well. There's a bit of like some puzzles and, and all sorts of different things. Like the dev- developers have really gone hard into making this quite a 
a multi, I don't know what you, what, how you can, like a multi-format game, like a game that just has like all sorts of different um, types of mechanics in it. But essentially, uh, the plot, without giving any spoilers away, I'm, re- I'm really, really trying to, to do right by the community. I don't want anyone to, to have their game ruined. You start off um, as a character named Yuma Cocohead. He's the protagonist. <laughs> Adorable name, right? And he is a detective in training and he has uh, amnesia. So he doesn't remember who he is, where he is. You just kind of like wake up in this room. And then later on, you find out that you're being haunted by Shinigami, which is uh, literally in Japanese, it's a death god. So you're being haunted by a, a death god. And the death god is being like, here, um, I will be your mentor and guide you to becoming the, the the greatest detective there ever is. And so the two of you, um, through a series of events, you end up in a place called Kanai Ward, which is a city um, that's very, the, the aesthetic is very sort of like neon cyberpunk. Like, you know, think about games like Valhalla or like even Cyberpunk 2077, um, that kind of style. And it's a city where it doesn't stop raining. It's just permanently like that's just like the one season it has the one weather it has and that is a mystery on top of many other mysteries within the city that you're trying to um solve one by one and ultimately just sort of like unlock the the big secret um of the game i suppose is how it goes that's that's so interesting i know that there's a major detective element in this game um just a general question how like how long is this game and how is this game structured because from what i understand in the danganronpa series there are chapters uh, and there are major major moments like is it similar to uh danganronpa in that way yeah so there's a prologue i think there's about five chapters and then maybe like an epilogue it's all it's all a one big blur for me at this point <laughs> and i i think i sunk about 40 hours in it which was um more That's crazy. It's more than I thought because everyone's like, oh, it's a vision novel. Just like read it. But it's it's not. It's it's a vision novel plus, plus, plus all these other things. And that's why it took so long. And the side quests as well that that are not essential to the storyline. But in, in a game like this, you kind of want to get all the little pieces um, to kind of like fill the whole picture. So I was doing those as well. Um, and just, yeah, time just flew by. It's very... It's very much like Danganronpa in the way that in the way that the format is. So each chapter, um, as you unfold with each chapter, you get more game mechanics or more of the map um, sort of un- um, unlocks, so you can explore more. And then it just it's like I guess the way in like a jigs- like every time you get a, a jigsaw puzzle, you put there, and then it just unlocks more and more of a bigger picture. After taking on a case, start by investigating. I have to look for anything suspicious left at the crime scene and ask around town, right? You got it. That's how the information gathered in an investigation gets materialized into a solution key, which will help you solve the case. Solution key? I don't know how much we're going to talk about Danganronpa. Um, to me, it's kind of just easy, low-hanging fruit, because when I remember this game was announced, a lot of people were you know, very, very excited about, oh my god, this is finally the a spiritual successor to Danganronpa, a similar kind of vein uh, to that kind of game and that kind of story, that kind of pacing, that kind of... Um, energy um so I, I know people are really excited about it and i don't mean to compare it a lot but i think in general i i just before we get to the later half of the the other parts of the review i'm really curious like in your mind as a seasoned danganronpa player what what makes that series and that property so special and the major question that i have for raincoat is is that magic the magic from danganronpa in raincoat yeah, so let's talk about the ex- the excitement in the community. I think um, what's really relevant to to note is that so the last mainline Danganronpa game was in twenty seventeen, so like Danganronpa V three, 
And the, again, no spoilers, but the ending was very divisive in the community. A lot of people just didn't want to accept it. It, it was just that, I, I don't know how to describe it. It was like without saying what it is, but it was just very polarizing. And because of that, it, it, the, the way it just ended, like, it's like, oh, is that is that it? Like, we, we need more Danganronpa. And then so when this game got announced, everyone was very excited because it's like, oh, is this going to be part of the same universe? But it's actually, it's not. But it has the same aesthetic. It is a detective game. So it borrows a lot of elements from Danganronpa. And I know that we talked about, we had a conversation before about spiritual successes. And I think based on the trailers at the time when I saw Raincoat, because it was such a different game, it's got the, it's 3D, for example, whereas Danganronpa is like 2D, 2.5D. Um, and just the way that it laid out, it just seems so different. I was like, oh no, it's not really... A spiritual successor but after playing it it is I, I can totally see because it's every element of Danganronpa from like the the way the visual novel is told the mini games the the trials it's all of that but like 200% better kind of thing or like well well better might be subjective but it's like a, the mechanic is deeper or the mechanic is more involved and it, I think um if you watch some of the the live streams that the developers have been doing to promote uh, Raincoat um Kodaka sensei, he talks a lot about how he really wants to invite non-visual novel players into the community with this game. Um, and I can see as well why it's not that he's not going to go back to Danganronpa. He has also said like, oh, I'm interested in pursuing that, um, later, later on as well. But it's like, he wanted to make something that was so different. He, he didn't want to create another locked kids in a school scenario, which is what most of the Danganronpa games are. This game is like, it is mystery. It does have the same sort of investigative elements, but it's in this massive map. And there are all these NPCs that are not involved in the story, but add flavor to it. Whereas a game like Danganronpa is very contained. Like all of there are like, you know, 12 kids, all of them are a main character to some extent, and they all have ramifications. There's no outside world. That That's really how Danganronpa is. But this is like, a massive mystery inside an entire city. And you can really feel that sense of like how big they've gone um, with the game. I hope that, I think that just answers like one part of like one of the yeah. things you asked. Yeah. Like what makes Danganronpa such a great game is that it tackles like really, really dark themes. Like we're talking like homicide, self-harm, um, mental health issues, but with such a bizarre handle on it you just can't help but laugh it's like the epitome of like a dark humor game which can be really polarizing as well some people would hate it some people think it's you know tacky or it's not respecting the craft but i think the way that he sees it it's like i think he said something like death is the ultimate like dark joke or something like that i think that's Jeez, what something yeah. the developers said and because they're tackling these things that other games don't generally want to touch upon. I think that makes it really refreshing. And then, and then the way that they do it as well, there's a lot of serious discussion, but then there's a lot of like, what the fuck just happened? Like, oh, um, they, they, the characters could be having a, a serious conversation about mental health. And then like someone just like throws up or makes like a fart joke. It, like it just, it's just bizarre as well. Mm -hmm. um, the art style as well is incredible. You know exactly um, if it's a Spike Chunsoft game because of the way, um, I think the character designer is a guy named Rui Komatsuzaki. So he has a very distinctive art style. He's worked on some anime as well. And um, it, it brings, a, he brings a lot of, um, like I think a lot of emotion in the character portrait. So that, that's like a big part of visual novel as well. Right? Like just having the portrait there and then the dialogue. And and that I think that really um, hooks the, the players into, you know, caring about the character and then really feeling like what they're feeling. And the designs are very cool too. Like the outfits, the, the splash art he does is really fantastic. And then the, the characters wear really cool sort of like cyberpunk outfits most of the time. 
Um, so yeah, the the characters, the the themes. I think the mechanic is is quite unique as well. Is both games have sort of like a sh- shooter style. I don't know why, but like on Steam, it's no, it's listed as visual novel and shooter. <laughs> really? <laughs> what what is the gameplay like? Gen- genuinely, like because from watching a lot of the trailers for this game, it not that it's all over the place. It seems like there's so much at this game. It there's is a, all over the place. Yeah, <laughs> it really it, is. It, it's really overwhelming when you kind of like look at it in its art style, and and I think that's kind of cool in some ways. But from a gameplay perspective, like what are you doing on a on a on a gameplay loop kind of like an hour to hour kind of standpoint and is it fun because i know the allure for a lot of visual novels um is the story right and story is king but is is this a is this a game where you had a lot of fun with yeah so the main thing you will be doing i guess like outside of like following the story is just like 3d world exploration so like i was saying like um different to Rampa, where you're kind of having that first person perspective just walking around like pretty standard very closed um, environments this feels much more open the map is very expansive you can talk to NPCs you can like have little dialogue things with even with like I guess talking to the trash cans this is like really JRPG kind of things and actually the game rewards you for being uh, for having that point and click kind of playstyle. so clicking on stuff investigating gives you detective points and then the points um, help you upgrade Yuma's uh, skill tree so that kind of helps you in in other parts of the game. So there's all that exploration stuff. And the city is just such a cool place to be in. You'd think it'd be really depressing because it's like raining all the time, but there's just mm-hmm. something beautiful with the, with the music, with the with the colors and everything it just feels really, really nice. Like lo-fi is kind of how it feels. Interesting. And, and then um, when an investigation happens, then you're in the investigation mode. So usually you're in a crime scene. Again, you're kind of clicking around with stuff, but you're trying to... to have like deductive reasoning to figure out what's happening. You you click on evidence, you talk to specific characters to get like an eyewitness testimony and all of that um, adds up into what the game calls solution keys. So these are like your evidence that you just kind of keep um, in your pocket, so to speak. And then the third part of the game is called the mystery labyrinth. So this is where it just gets chaotic. So in, <laughs> in Tanganyika or like say in Ace Attorney, it's very, it's very much in a trial format, right? So you're, you're defending a specific statement and then people are like throwing arguments at you and you're trying to like rebut them. But here, I think they really took a, let's make this into an adventure game kind of vibe. So you, what you do is you go into another realm. And in this realm, like just weird stuff comes at you in the form of questions. So you're still doing your logic, deductive reasoning, and then trying to, there's some like reflex things as well, where you got to like, hit a button really quickly, but it's, but it's like just weird stuff coming at you. I don't want to spoil anything, but it's just, it's just like, it's kind of like WarioWare sometimes. <laughs> like when I was <laughs> playing, I'm like this art style in certain points, I'm like, this is nothing to do with anything else, but it's just the way they set it up as a means for you to, advance in your understanding of the mystery there's um other things i think if you watch the trailers you'll see like there's um a mini game where shinigami goes inside a barrel it's kind of like those like carnival games and you're throwing knives at the barrel and the barrel has like alphabets that keep moving so you're trying to piece together it's like hangman you're trying to piece together a word right and you're just throwing um knives at her to to knock the arrows out and then when you succeed she like comes out and then shoots like laser hearts at um, something in, in the real world and then it explodes. It just doesn't make sense, but that, that's just how it is. Yeah. From what I understand about, you know, kind of like the history and the types of games that, uh, 
preceded Raincode. It does seem almost as if like the absurdity is kind of what makes these games magical, right? Where it's like, like you said, it, they touch on really, really dark topics from what I understand. And it is very real, but they kind of communicate that in a way that is surreal, right? And over the top. Um, but I remember just, again, if you talk about the aesthetic, it does seem, it's just so overwhelming. There seems like there's so much in this game and it's so hard to quantify and describe this game in one way. Um, I, I guess the the thing that I'm curious of, is it is it overwhelming? Because when I was looking at it, it's like, wow, there seems to be, this game has, it seems to have so much depth and so much optionality. Um, and it's, uh, again, visually striking in kind of an overwhelming visually way. Visually striking is one way of putting it. <laughs> <laughs> like, literally, I think the visuals strike you, like in, in some of the yeah, stuff that a, I've it's, seen, it's right? It's a sucker punch to the face. Yeah. Is, so, I mean, I, I just, it, I'm just so curious, like, how is the, uh, how is the balance between, like, overwhelming absurdity, but also, like, telling a good story at the end of the day? I guess, like, again, going back to what the developers want to do, which is create just, like, a, a more enhanced version of what they've done before. Like, I really want to respect that and understand that, like, they're taking such big risks in creating these game elements that maybe the visual novel community doesn't want. Like, maybe some people just want a really tight story-focused game with a couple of mini games here and there, but they just want to focus on that. This takes a lot longer. So, like, the Mystery Labyrinth, which I just mentioned, which is the equivalent of a trial scenario, it takes much longer. There's a lot of filler. There's a lot of um, repeated animations, which is kind of annoying. Like, I did find myself hitting the fast forward button quite a lot um, just because, like, it was going through similar motions. But ultimately, I think what what they want to do is 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 just really admirable like trying to bring more people into into the community and the story still holds up it's still it's still really really good like i'm i'm fresh i'm fresh from finishing the game and i i'm just sitting here being like is this real life like i i feel i still feel like i'm stuck in that world and i'm still thinking about some of the decisions we've had to make because that's another pretty strong theme to to you know dangarampa and to raincoat as well it's that you know life is not always black and white. Some of the decisions you make have ramifications. Was this character really in the wrong, even though he was the culprit or, or they were the culprit, you know, was this the right thing to do? And I think that's um, really what they always talk about. It's like the struggle between truth and illusion and, and what is more important. And ultimately, I guess, as, as a detective, like truth should prevail over everything. It is kind of how the game is laid out. It's um yeah the yeah I think the mechanics are are fine they're good it's it's refreshing and I think it will appeal to yeah a wider demographic but maybe like visual novel like loyal fans will find it a bit like oh this is too much this is a bit fluffy this is not um I just want to get to the story you know that kind of feeling yeah, because like the thing that I have in my mind is like I'm so fascinated by this type of property, and I, again, I know the people who were uh, historically loved Danganronpa are super excited about this title, right? But it begs the question for me: is like, is this the game that, as a Danganronpa fan, will they like this? And then as a non-Danganronpa fan, is this the place to start with? that type of game. I don't want to like shoebox it in like a, just a visual novel. Cause I know this is a, an elevation of just a visual novel, right? These types of games. Um, but it, it always is such an interesting one to me, like knowing me, you know, is, is this game a good entry point um, to experience these types of games? For you. <laughs> I, it's, we, I just feel like we're, we're at this point in games because we kind of talked about this with Final Fantasy as well, right? Where with Final Fantasy 16, they, they knew that they might offend or upset some like very core Final Fantasy players by making a game that's so high fantasy, so Game of Thrones-esque and such a departure from other types of games. But they want to try and do something different again to bring more people into the scene to just innovate. And I think Rain Code should be respected as, as an element, as 
part of that evolution of visual novels. Like we do have the technology, the capability to to make visual novels more than just a lot of text. Even though that is the foundation of it, that's not that doesn't mean that's that's what we should stay. Like you know what? Like if we were to just follow the visual novel format, is it just like I'm just gonna make the pixels look sharper? Like each time for the alphabet, it's like that doesn't make sense. Like this, um, I think really just. I think it really just like shows what's possible um, with the genre evolving. Like we can have vision novels that have action adventure elements. We can have vision novels which have better mini games than just your typical pick three option decision tree type things. For you, it, I, I really want you to play it, but I don't know <laughs> if it will stick. <laughs> yeah. I know you're not a big vision novel guy, at least in, in this in this particular style. But the story just makes it so worth it. It's almost like I kind of want them to make, if they made this into an anime, like I would be like, 100%, you have to watch it. You have to you have to experience the themes. The story is so good. But maybe the mechanics um, might be a bit different to what you would normally pick up. Yeah, and I think that's what, if I'm not mistaken, they do have a Danganronpa anime as well, right? Um, so that's yeah. what is so prevalent to me is like the story. It, it, I just can't, I don't hear enough. I, I hear so many people talking about like how good stories are in this type of game. Uh, so I'd be really curious to see where Raincode kind of like uh, stacks up against that. But I think you're you're absolutely right. We're in this genre, we're in this era of games where it's not just can you make a, like we talk about fighting games, right? It's like, can you make a, a fighting game with better graphics? It's like, what are you doing to this medium like how are you elevating this genre in a way so that's why i think like it, from what i've seen about raincode it does seem like they are experimenting in a lot of ways and for me mm -hmm. having trouble like having difficulty describing this game is almost kind of like that way of elevating the genre as well which i find super interesting yeah i think i don't know it, it might be hard in the in the future of games like this to sort of mark to go to market because you're like what is it it's like well what is it not it's everything it's it's so many things it's hard to describe it but Maybe we'll get to a point where, you know, games are not so much siloed anymore. We're going to kind of go, like, I think we're kind of doing that nowadays as well. It's like, oh, this is a Hades-like, but a dating sim. Or this is Harvest Moon with guns or something like that. I think Raincoat is going to be like that too. It's it's Danganronpa with WarioWare elements or something like that. It is probably how we're going to start describing it because they're so multifaceted these days. They're not just like one genre anymore. Yeah, so... Maybe as we come to kind of like a closing of the discussion of our review here, what are some what are some highlights uh, that you really want to pick out from this game? And uh, I'm curious if there's also any limitations um, with your experience sinking an absurd amount of hours uh, in the past couple of days with, with this title. I think a highlight that comes to mind straight away because it's just been on my mind since I stopped playing the game is that Spike Chunsoft and Tokyo, I guess it's how the, the other developers pronounce. So it's it's um, all the core members of the people who made Danganronpa and Spike Chunsoft have started their own developers. So they're co-developing this game. They have such a strong understanding of how their players think and they take advantage of that in so many different ways. There are so many times in Danganronpa and in Raincoat as well where I've taken details for granted because I'm like, okay, I understand how they work. And then it flips on its head afterwards. And I'm like, I feel betrayed in, in such a, it, it, like, I feel betrayed, not in like a, I'm angry, but like, that is so smart. I don't feel betrayed as Yuma Kokohe, the character. I feel betrayed as like, you know, a fan of the franchise because like you, you knew exactly what I was thinking and you took that and manipulated that and, and gave me this result. And, and I think that's so brilliant. Like it's so hard. I think like for a developer to do that, to really understand your audience. And like, I see that I'm like, I see you like, like you're, you're playing 40 chess here and I understand that. 
In terms of limitations, um, I think because the game is trying to do so many different things, maybe it might have been a bit too ambitious because like it's such a small thing, but the loading screens are so long and also so plentiful because the game switches from like cutscene to this game mechanic to this game mechanic. Like you're suddenly you're playing that quiz game, then you're walking around, then they're having the cutscene. And for each point of each for each of those points, there's a loading screen. Um, so that, that kind of like took me out of it. I was like, oh my God, like kind of hurry up. And then like I mentioned as well, some of the animations, um, they're very, very cool, but they get repeated quite often. Um, so there is a fast forward button where you can just kind of skip through that as well, but maybe, you know, cut it down. Then we don't have to fast forward through it. I'm not sure. Maybe some people want to watch the same thing over and over again. I'm not sure. Um, so yeah, just like little, little things like that. But overall, like it, it it's not really, it's like a non-issue for me at least. Yeah, it's it's funny. It's like again, as we talk about the evolution of games, right? We've had so many games come out this year that are building on uh, the histories of either franchises or building on what development teams have learned with their previous titles and stuff. Um, I think there, it's it's a fascinating discussion that you brought up. Where how much do you iterate on a game, and how much of the core things that existed back in the day when you were developing a previous game will stay? Right? I know loading can we can get a we can get into a conversation about like is the switch powerful enough to handle this kind of game, and was that part of the the reasons why there was a lot loading but beyond it it's a uh, yeah I, I just find that that specific part that you brought pretty interesting um, maybe my last thing is um, what are some final thoughts on uh, rain code for you how is your how would you describe your overall experience all said and done and uh, what is the what do you think is, is this a is this a franchise kind of thing that you could could you see this being like a as big as um, the previous titles that Spike Trinsoff has uh, have produced I really enjoyed it and I hope many people do because if they if people like it then they'll make more games and the ending of the game it close I mean it's a very sort of case closed sort of ending but it can open up to sequels it can open up to an anime or a light novel the same way Danganronpa has so many different properties in there I think uh, Raincoat has the potential for many diff- for more games and for other um, types of media to exist as well and it in my in my review, which unless my editor like kind of cuts that part of it out, um, I described it as an a video game earworm. In that, long after you finish playing, you will still be thinking about it. Um, the characters, the themes, you will still be questioning if what you did was the right thing to do. Like I'm playing the game back in my mind all day today, just thinking about it and. I just, I just love that. Like, I love how much it made me feel something. It's really hard to get that in, in video games. And I think a really excellent visual novel can, can do that for you. That gets me so excited. Like all, all things considered, I know, like I said, this is not my typical type of game. Um, but the way that you kind of described that and articulated that just, it makes me so fascinated. It, it, it gets me jealous again of like, Hey, I never played Danganronpa or I'm not a big visual novel person, but the way that, uh, you get me excited about it. It's like, damn, I should just, I should pick it up. You know what I mean? <laughs> like maybe this, maybe this will be the one. Maybe this will be the one. It feels like you went on a journey alone. It's because it's you know, by virtue of it being like a single player game as well. And you know, you're kind of holed up in your, in your couch late at night playing it. It just feels like you've gone somewhere alone and then you've come back and I'm just sitting here being like, wow, like what, what, a, what an adventure, what a trip. This is like Reno before Raincoat and Reno after Raincoat. I'm, it's I'm like a completely new person. different person. I'm, I'm absolutely a new I've been reborn. I've been reborn in the rain. That, that's oh, <laughs> well, with all that considered, um, let us know, everybody, if you're thinking about checking out Raincoat, what is your history with the Rafa series? Uh, but also, will you be, you know, will you be picking it up? 
uh, for newer players. Reno, where can people find the your written review on Raincode? We'll drop the link in the description box below, as we mentioned earlier, but it's at Games Hub and shout out to them for the opportunity to review um, this game. Really, really had an amazing time.